Hey everybody, Saul Marquez with the Vive Podcast here at the Vive event in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm so excited to have Sarah Hussain with us on the podcast today. She is the head of Global Inclusion and Diversity Team at ResMed. She has nine years of experience in the DNI space, starting at Amazon, where she helped with recruiting and retaining women in applied sciences, and then at Qualcomm where she led their conference engagement, affinity group expansion, and provided leadership support. Prior to finding her niche in DNI, that's diversity and inclusion, Sarah worked in international development supporting democracy development initiatives across the MENA region, and then pivoted into tech doing website design and usability testing for nonprofit and governments worldwide. She started her career at Deloitte doing business operations consulting for the U.S. Navy with Deloitte while living in Washington, D.C. She's very involved in different San Diego initiatives, refugee assimilation efforts across the border in Baja, Mexico with orphanages. And she's part of San Diego Tech Women Coalition and the San Diego Diversity Council. She sits on three boards, the Southwest Chapter of Planned Parenthood, the Kim Center for Social Balance, and the North San Diego Business Chamber. I'm so excited to have her here on the podcast today. Sarah, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's great to have you here. And diversity and inclusion has been a focus of this event. It's important to the organizers, Rich and John and the entire team. And it's important to a lot of the leaders. So I'm glad that we're talking about this today. What exactly inspired your work in healthcare and DNI? Yeah, it's funny when you like weave the story. We have my own story. I have done a lot of work in refugee camps and through international development. Health was always on the forefront, making sure that people have access to healthcare, to products, something as simple as a toothbrush sometimes, or just getting a doctor's appointment. And so that was always something that was part of my journey through the work that I did at Deloitte. I was looking at pharmacy operations and how you can use EMRs to improve processes. And so as I was growing in my career, and building my knowledge through tech, there was always that fabric, the woven fabric of health and tech and how you can use both to drive change. I love it. And, you know, having the experiences that that you have, Sarah, is really important, right? Because you've been there, done that, you understand it. And so talk to us about ResMed. You know, I'd love to hear how ResMed thinks about diversity, equity, and inclusion as an enabler of health equity. Thank you. No, it's a great question. In one word, honestly, very holistically, I joined ResMed a couple of years ago and I was started our diversity and inclusion department. And it's been very exciting for us currently because many of different teams across the company are coming together to reimagine the future of healthcare mm. by taking a more patient-centered lens, which enables more equitable access for those who struggle to breathe. So we are proudly embedding the values of belonging, inclusion, diversity across the business. And we're increasingly seeing them as enablers of achieving not only internal structural and structural systemic practices and processes, as well as benefiting our patients and our products. But I want to answer your question, Saul, by breaking down D, E, and I. So when we think about D for diversity at ResMed, we continue to foster diversity on our teams, the board table, on our leadership teams, to make sure that we're problem solving, we're ideating and innovating for accessibility, inclusive design, and equitable and fair practices. So from the D part, we operate in 170 countries, and we know that COPD, sleep apnea, does not discriminate. So we're naturally a company that wants to make sure that we're diverse, and we're thinking about equity in our approach. For the E, ResMed's 
full force in understanding and championing equity in medtech, which is why we're here today at Vive. We are we have our research teams in medical affairs that have done an awesome job in focusing on addressing and understanding the existing inequities, the social determinants, and understanding why these inequities exist and what we can do to drive that change. Our sleep trial teams are also outreaching to different communities, using local languages to make sure that we are building trust and having more equitable representation in our trials. So that's an important part for the E. And lastly is the I, which I tend to drive a lot at ResMed. Mm -hmm. The I for inclusion is huge for us. We are focusing on building a culture and business that's truly inclusive. And that takes time and it takes resources. It takes buy-in. It takes an intentionality. And it's really great to see, I experience this daily, that support from the top championship from executives, because we know it's going to take time for us to achieve that equity, but we're getting there. And so now what we're doing is making sure that we have that inclusive lens on our roadmaps and our strategies and asking strategic questions. Who are we missing? Who are we not thinking about? What else could we be considering? And these questions and our processes and methodologies are really helping us ensure that we're showing up for our patients so that they see themselves as well as a patient. Totally. I think it's great. And I was talking to a gentleman from, I think it was like the Sleep Association of America and he reached out to me because we do a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. and he was asking me like, hey, do you know anybody that has a picture of a Native American with a sleep device? And we couldn't find one for him. Yeah, no, so, that's true. So what you're saying is so spot on and we need more. And so anyway, glad that you're doing the work that you do. Yeah. And how do we think about diversity, equity and inclusion as it relates to the patient experience? Great question. So this is timely because ResMed's boldly shifting our conversation to reshape how we think about the patient's experience in healthcare. And we're doing this through storytelling and we're trying to shape that narrative. So right now, I'm going to answer your question in two ways. Sure. One, we think about it, about who is the patient, right? What are the images that come to mind? Why do we have those images? Are there any biases in the images that come to mind? And making sure that we're thinking about all ages, race, physical abilities, literacy, social class, gender, orientation, ability, neurodiversity, veterans that all of that needs to be considered when we think about humans and we think about patients. So we have to be sure that when we say the word patient, it's not a limited word. We're making sure that our values at ResMed of DEI enable us to address any biases and that we're showing up and making sure that the patients see themselves through our storytelling efforts and our research and our sleep trials. And the second way that we make sure that we integrate DEI in patients is through accessibility and design, both digital and physical. We have that lens that makes sure that when we're designing a mask, an app, or one of our websites, that we're having the conversation about accessibility, making sure that we're thinking about the languages, the usability, the interface, the ease of use, and all of that is, makes for a patient experience. So we're definitely being more intentional with testing and we're making sure that the interactions that our patients have that feel that it's easy and it's they see themselves reflected. I think that's so great, Sarah. And the patient experience has been a theme here at the conference. And it's inspiring to hear what ResMed's doing on that front, both internally with the employees from the board to the front lines to what you're doing in your marketing materials and even the patient experience. So really appreciate you sharing that. I really love to invite people to consider this for yourselves. If you're not currently doing it, the question is why? Because there's actually 
R-O-I and D-E-I. And not only is it right, but there's R-O-I in it. And so I invite y'all to learn from this interview with Sarah. Sarah, what, what call to action would you give to the listeners and where can they learn more about you and the efforts? Calls to action, A, is understand what D-E-I means. Mm-hmm. I worry that companies now are using these letters interchangeably, not really understanding what they mean when you have a business and a business strategy. You and I, we would probably have different DNI strategies for where we work. There is no cookie cutter plug and play model. It has to cater. So for example, when I was at Qualcomm, we were B2B and I focused more internally on practices and process improvement and people practices, mm-hmm. right? At ResMed, it's very different. We have to think about our packaging, our products, our sleep trials. And so where you work is going to determine how you look at inclusion and the value of diversity is going to be different everywhere you are. Firstly Mm. is understand your business and understand what each of those letters mean to your business. And maybe you might need to do more on the equity front and less on the diversity front. And so make sure that your strategy as you design it is catered exactly to your goals and to your business objectives. So I hope that really answers the question in terms of really starting there. And I always encourage people to come into your DNI strategies as a neutral party. And just try to understand where are you, what is your culture now, and where do you want it to go? Have clarity in where you want to go. And what if you don't know where you want to go? Like, where can you draw inspiration for that? Leveraging your employees. (laughs) Your employees are your biggest asset, 100%. So I would definitely encourage, if you don't have affinity groups or employee resource groups, do focus groups. Pull in a random sample of employees and ask them, what do you like about our culture? Why do you stay here? What mm. would make you leave? Do That's you see, ask your employees these questions and get their feedback. So you're driving a strategy and a culture that everyone's involved in. And that creates equity. That's powerful. Everyone feels yeah. and all levels as well. So having focus group with executives, as well as your interns in the room, everyone should be partaking in that conversation. That's fantastic. Sarah, this has been really insightful. I thank you so much for offering up the very important role that you're in and how you're doing it. So we could learn from you. We'll leave a link in the show notes for people to to reach out to you. But any other closing thoughts? No, I thank you so much. This was a great conversation. And for those listening, thank you for taking the time to learn more about health equity and what equity means in the workplace. And just remember that there's that difference between equality and equity and making sure that everyone, regardless of ability, race, gender, has a fair access to growth and improvement. So just thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. 